0: Hi class, let's start the chapter. Okay, today we'll talk about chapter six. We will leave chapter five until end of the the semester, so if we have the time. Now in the chapter six, what we're gonna do a firm's production decision and cost in the short run. Now in this, what we're gonna learn is we're gonna explain what a firm is and list of the types, list of different types of firms. Describe how and why economists and accountants measure costs differently and distinguish between the accountant and the economist's view of profit and explain the crucial relationship between productivities and cost. Also, we're gonna demonstrate the important difference between the, the fixed cost and the variable cost. We're also gonna uh, list and graph seven specific cost definition used by the economists and explain the meaning of increasing productivities and cutting costs also. So um, there is a different type of companies. In general, there is some kind of a company called or a firm called the role of the firm as a sole proprietorship. Whose owner or manager is responsible for all the activities of the firm, so it is like a part of his operation, and it's part of if he if he make a profit, it's gonna be uh, if company if the firm makes profit, it's gonna be his profit. If he's lost, is they have to he has to pay for the debt. Then you have what you call the partnership, which has two two more joint owners. And in a limited partnership, some partnership, some of the partners have no profit in running the firms and are not liable for the debts. And here where they will be after establishing partnership, they will be dividing how many percentage who owns what and who is liable for what. So the third type is the corporation where whose, the owners are not personally responsible for the debt. So if it goes bankruptcy or loss, it's not responsible for the debt and not personally involved into operation division. Different people operating it. And that's what you see, the stocks and shares and all these things. And then you have the state-owned enterprise, which is in Canada, they call Crown Corporation in Canada, and which is owned by the government and generally run by appointed officials. I know that's like you know, the the landline, the, the post office. Um, the trains, they are all corporations, CNN, they're all corporation, crown corporation, included. And then the last one, what you have is what you call a nonprofit or organization, and you're probably aware of them, which is organized to achieve certain goals by providing good and service, but not with the intention of making a profit. There could be any other intention that they have in their mind. So what's a production? Production is the activity of a business organization or a firm using inputs to obtain out- to output of some product. Basically, you have an input like a sand, gravel, cement, water, machine, and labors. And through the production process, what you end up, you end up with the output, which is a concrete. But these inputs has a cost in them. And the payment of the input is called cost of the production. Now, the explicit and the implicit cost, and that's where it comes in the difference between the accounting approach and the economic approach. The explicit cost is the cost that is, <coughs> excuse me, a cost that is actually paid out in money, usually is a non-owners, And to the non owners. And the implicit cost is the cost of using the owner's resources that does not require an actual expenditure of money. It's like, you know, you own a company and you work in it, and, you know, it's your company. So you're not spending money there, cash, to the third party or somebody else, non owner. Now, if we look at it, you know, usually uh, what you call in the accounting approach is what you call it uh, explicit cost, but in the uh, economics is explicit plus implicit or cost of opportunities in other way. So in the total cost, total revenue in the accounting approach, Total revenue is like say 220,000 and the rent 15 you paid, you paid forty two for the suppliers, utility 1000 you paid. You hired laborers for 1000, $10,000 and depreciation of your equipment is also. So the total cost is 1720 and you made a revenue uh, of 20,000 that's your accounting profit is a $2,800. Now in the implicit, what do you do in in an economics uh, uh, approach is you calculate also the implicit cost, which is the opportunity cost, how much you invested, put into business. So if you make, if you put $96,000 that month or that year or whatever, it is $800 opportunity cost there. Um, you could have had it in the bank and made a, you know, interest rate, for example. And the labor put in by the owner. And we said in earlier that if you're not, if you're a labor, if you're an owner of the company and you work there and you don't take a salary, that's a part of the implicit cost. So the total implicit cost is $4,800 plus the explicit cost, which is 1720. So when you make a revenue of 20000 actually you made a loss of uh, 2000 because implicit cost plus explicit cost uh, becomes $22,000. Uh, 22, and you made the 20000 so you lost 2000 So the economic approach is that you are losing $2,000 because you're calculating everything, including the implicit cost, cost to get, you don't pay it for the third party, you, you use it there. Now, accounting versus economic profit. Accounting profit is, as we said, is the total revenue minus the total explicit cost, the cost that you pay for the third party. In the economic profit is the total revenue minus the total cost, which is the, it's the same thing, but here what you add, you add uh, implicit, and explicit. So your total cost made of implicit and explicit costs. And if you look at it here, another example to look at it differently, um, say in the economics view, in accounting account view, you made you, you know, your revenue is a 25,000, your explicit cost 17,200. So you end up with a profit of 780. On the other hand, in the economics view, you're still investing $25,000. There is the same explicit cost here, but there is a part of it where you have put some work, but you didn't run any salary for yourself or you brought your family working there. So that's another $4,800 plus maybe the opportunity cost that you lost. You could have had it, your money in the bank, all these things. So you're A profit here is economic profit is only 3,000. This is the different approach for this account. So what we are looking at, we're looking at something called a normal profit is the minimum profit that must be earned to keep the entrepreneur in that type of the business. That's what you call a, a normal profit. Then you got the economic profit is the revenue over all above the cost, including the normal uh, profit. That's another way of looking at explicit and or versus explicit and implicit. And then when you have something called the sunk cost is the historical cost of an asset that are unrecoverable or depreciation cost in the accounting, that's what they call it. It's called here a sunk cost. So we will, the theory of the production is about any period of time in which at least one input in the production process is fixed because you need to look at the variable costs and all other things. So one fixed, one cost is fixed like a rent. Uh, The total product, product, is the total output of any productive process. So whatever is your process, your corporation, your manufacturing, whatever your service, the total output is of any productive process. So the theory of production, there is what you call the marginal product. The increase of the total product as a result of adding one more unit like one more labor, for example. When you add one more labor, you notice that if you are moving these stuff around and if you add one more person, things will move faster, for example. So the, 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 the increase of product as a result of adding one more unit in, uh, of input. And it is marginal product it's uh, equal with the changes in the total product over the changes in the labor. And we said is if you ch- has one more, it's going to take you half an hour, but if you are only two uh, per people, it's going to take you one hour. If you add one more, it take you uh, half an hour, for example, something like that. Then what you have is called the average product. And the average product is the total product or the total output divided by the quantity imports used to produce the total. So you have 10 units of bricks, 10 units of wood, 10 units of some, some I don't know, whatever. You put them to the, together and you make a small house. So it is the total product uh, or the total output divided by the quantity of input used in the produced. So let's assume you put 10 units in and you produce a 12 units of something. So it is, uh, we're not gonna use the dollars here, but it is 12 over 10 is 1.2, something like that. Then what we have is law of diminishing return. A more of a variable input is added to a fixed input in the production process, the resulting increase in the output. will, at the same point, begin to diminish. So let's assume you put one variable good and one fixed good and you add your your output is two. If you put two variable goods, and always there is a one fixed good, their output is three. Three variable goods and one fixed good it's going to be out. So it's increasing, and in, as it's increasing, it's diminishing. That's what you call law of diminishing return. So the more variable goods you put, the more variable units you put, the more you produce up to a one point and start diminishing after that. In the division of the labor, the divi- dividing the product, production process into a series of specialized tasks, each one done by a different worker. So this person will do this thing, A, B, C, D, each one will do differently the work. Now the benefit of division of labor is why we divide people you know, at work is the fact that is the ability to fit best person to the right uh, job. So you, you need a very uh, strong man to carry things around, but you need a, a very a, you know knowledgeable person to put these things in the house, but a very strong man to carry things. That's one example. Increase the skill and creativity achieved when one worker focus on a one you know, single operation. You know, when you're focusing on one thing, it's very easy for you to start be, become a creative of finding a best way and a fastest way to produce. You're also gonna have some time saving from having to change from one job to another or switch the tools and all these things in the machine. Time saving gain from moving from one operation to another operation, resetting the operation. And machine specializing can be developed around a specific uh, discrete operation. This produce, this machine put, produce certain units and will be specialized in producing that. So there is no reset, changing the, the input or stopping and switching the machines. Uh, so that's more, becomes more specialized and more productive. But <clears throat> if we look at this graph, it's a little bit confusing in the beginning, but if you look at it, it's pretty much straightforward. Average product will rise if the marginal product is above it. So if you notice here, what we have uh, so, and fall if the margin product is beneath it. So here's the average product, you know, it keeps going up and it goes at the highest point. And as it, uh, at the maximum point, then you start declining when it becomes under the seven here, the unit, because you have more labors than you need. So it is the point of maximum total production as increases. But once it goes below the zeros here, you will have a declining here. On this case, for example, if you have the, the, so where is, you know, the intersect between the two graphs is the point of maximum productivities. So we have, the uh, point of maximum productivities, which is a point of diminishing return, there where we start having less productive, not diminishing in number of units, but the same uh, average person is producing less. Let's just put it this way. You notice after six hours, people will produce less. I mean, from one to six hours, they're producing better and stronger. That's, they did not stop, but they have produced after six hours less and less. And that's when they start the diminishing return. So when it comes to eight hours, they're really tired and they start not producing or really going down with the production. And instead of, you know, uh, you know they will produce, stop uh, going down. So you need to, look at the point where they intersect here that's where the best uh, you know point of maximum productivity is but the most important that you need when you look at the labor where is the peak level they point they can produce and then they start you know the number that they produce per, per unit of labor becomes less and less Now, what you have, there's something called the marginal cost and the variable cost. In the uh, marginal cost, production relates to the number of units produced to the amount of a labor used. Costs uh, relate to the number of units produced to dollars. Costs depend on the level of production, how many workers, and the level of the total product. So... Let's say we, the marginal cost is the fact that if you put one more labor, this this is what you call the marginal, the extra cost that's happened. That's marginal cost from the previous point. And then you have what you call the variable cost is the total units or uh, uh, the units that you put in beside the labor or whatever divided this is like uh, the, the unit you put in, how much is you producing, you have what you call a total cost and total cost made of two things. The fixed cost is like the rent. Then you have the variable cost like bringing one labor, bringing oil, bringing wheats. That's a variable cost. So, the variable cost is really the labor or put it this way, the wheat, the oil, because you wanna produce a bread. But the fixed cost is the one that you have to pay it, is a rent, whether you're operating or not. So the costs depend on the level of production, how many workers or how many you know, wheat or oil you need and the level of the total, product compared to the level of total product. So the total variable cost is the total of all costs that vary with the level of output. And we said, if you wanna produce three bread, you bring one kilo wheat, uh, pow- uh, flowers, and one kilo oil, I mean, one liter of oil, and thus you produce three bread, let's assume. But if you wanna produce six bread, then you bring and uh, instead of one kilo, of, of flour, you bring two kilos, so your variable cost went up, and two liters of oil, so your variable cost went up. So the total, when you add all these variable costs went up, the ones all together, that becomes a total variable cost. On the other hand, we said that if you increase one unit, how much extra cost is going to cost, uh, you, you need to put in, It's called the marginal cost. So the increase in the total variable cost as a result of producing one more unit of output. And we brought the example of flour. You bring one kilo and one liter to produce three bread. You bring two kilos and two liters to uh, produce six bread, for example. That's what you call the difference. That's the difference is the marginal cost. So the marginal cost is the change of total variable cost, the difference of this situation, to over the total output, the change of total output. So the change of total variable cost over the total change of output is what you call the marginal cost. You need to know that because you need to do the calculation if you're an economist to see whether should we add more production, more variable costs, or where we should be stopping as a variable cost when it comes to the diminishing returns. How you do the average variable cost is basically total variable cost divided by total uh, output. It's just how you do the average fixed cost is the total fixed cost divided by total output. And how you do the uh, total uh, average cost is you do the total cost divided by the total output. So total fixed costs, costs that do not vary, we said as a rent, costs that do not vary with the level of output. And we said the average fixed cost is the total cost of total fixed cost divided by the quantity of output as you see it in the formula here. AFC, average fixed cost, TFC, which is total fixed, but uh, total output. To do the total cost, we know that the total fixed cost plus the total variable cost. So you you know, your fixed cost is your place and the Cooking stuff that you have to buy, whether you're going to cook or not. And your variable cost is probably the flowers that you bring in, and uh, how many kilos of flowers and how many liters of oil. But the average total cost, as we said, it is the total cost that you have divided by the output. And you know the total cost is made of fixed cost and variable costs. Now, we said in the marginal cost, said that the two changes in the total variable cost, when we add one more unit, one more unit, over the total output. And since the fixed costs do not change uh, with the output, the total cost will change as a variable cost do. So in other words, because the fixed cost stays there and the variable cost changing, but your output is also increasing. So your marginal cost keeps going up, but sometimes it will be declining because the more you put unit, the more the less numbers you produce, that's where your marginal costs start diminishing. But the overall, you need to remember the marginal cost is changed in the total cost which is made of uh, fixed costs and variable costs over the change of the total output. So, and we're looking at it in general, for example, if you have the total fixed cost, which is TFC, divided by the total output, you have what you call average fixed cost. Because here is a fixed cost, output, average fixed cost plus the total variable cost divided by the output, you have the average variable cost. And you know total fixed cost plus total variable cost, it will result in the total cost. So the average fixed cost uh, and the average variable cost will also result in average total cost. The marginal cost is the change of the, total variable cost or the total cost as a result of one more unit add there. as the marginal costs intersect with average variable cost and uh, average total cost as their minimum. So if we have the marginal cost, And you know the fixed costs it's going to keep declining doesn't matter how money you produce the more you produce the less your fixed cost goes down but the variable cost it keeps going down until we reach to a point and start going up because you know maybe the people are not you know getting tired or the machine breaking down more often and you need to fix it so these, these are things or you need to in nighttime the more, more electricity spend or something. These are variable costs that after a while start increasing per unit, per unit. So you need to know not, uh, distinguish between variable cost as total variable cost and the average variable cost. Some t- the total variable cost will be increasing as you know, production units increasing. But the average variable cost, as a beginning start declining and then when it reached to a point diminishing it start increasing. Because we said maybe it becomes a nighttime, you have need electricity, we put too much pressure on the machine, it breaks or needs more oil or something like that, or gets older, something like that. So here the average fiscal Cost is always declining, if you notice. Then what you have, you have what you call the sorry, the um, the marginal cost. It keeps going down, as we said, as you know, the average variable cost also keep going down. But at this point, when the average variable cost start increasing. And the average total cost start increasing also. Uh, so that's where you need really to look at, you know, that's what you call a, a, a best output at which is $14 and three units. Now, in the case where the average total cost, this is the, you know, your last, top production at the average total cost here, which is the marginal cost increases. So the normal point B. Now, so in the, when when we look at the Q1, the Q1 is a point of diminishing return where the MC is marginal cost is at its lowest. So we said that the diminishing returns comes in here and start the marginal cost increasing. As the marginal cost starts increasing, the, it is uh, that's where the point before it is the, what you call the diminishing return. Now, what do you have at the Q2, which is the quantity output of Q2, is the point of the most productive output, where the average cost is the lower. So here, where you have the lowest average cost. And we said fixed cost stays there, but the more you produce, your total variable cost, uh, total uh, fixed cost stays there. But as more you produce, your variable fixed cost per unit keep reducing, but you have to notice your variable cost as your production starts producing, keep going down because now you can... Instead of have one person do one, two things and then stand stays idle for half an hour, he is busy of doing so. You're producing more on this variable cost person that you're bringing to work. So it keeps as the variable costs keep decreasing, it's good for the business, which is the marginal cost keep increasing. But the minute is the variable cost start increasing, that's where you it starts getting bad for the for the company, and because the marginal cost starts increasing by increasing one more point. In the Q3, this is economic capacity where average total cost is at the lowest lowest point. Average total cost because it, it's it's uh, you know you have a say, uh, a place of 1,000 square meters, and this is the average fixed cost. And you have a machine that takes it 20, uh, f- uh, 200 square meters only. So you have lots of space and you're paying lots of average co- uh, fixed cost. But you have more machines there; is more occupied, you can rent it out, more occupied. So that's, if you have the fixed cost, fully utilized. That's what you call the economic capacity that cannot have more than 10 machines in a 1000 square meters, for example. And that's having 10 machines, that's the full economic capacities for the fixed cost. So what we have here, we have something called total cost. And the total cost, as we said, is made of total variable cost plus the total fixed cost. And we said that the total cost always constant of rent. Whether you work there, you produce or not is fixed. And then the total cost starts at total fixed cost. Because we said, you're not producing, but you have to pay $1,000 of rent. That's your total fixed cost equal with your total cost. As you bring people to work, as you bring more uh, you know flowers, or if you bring more oil, that's a variable cost, so your total cost will change. But the total variable cost start as zero because you're not producing since there is no variable cost when there is no output. As the total variable cost increases, as we said, you bring more flowers, you bring more people, you know, the fixed cost is always there. You add the total variable cost, and as the total variable cost increases, the total cost increases the same amount. So you notice here, as we start up, we have a fixed cost, doesn't matter what we are doing, and your total fixed cost is there if you're not producing anything. As you start beginning, then at this point, when you start producing Total variable cost, you know, start with the buying thing and start, you know, uh, producing. You add this here is equal, but this area plus this area will give us what a total cost. So the distance between the total curve, total cost curve and the total variable cost curve is the constant fixed cost. That thing will change if you think in variable, but here, uh, if you think in per unit, uh, which is the average, here is we're talking about the total fixed cost and the total variable cost and the total cost. And here, where economists and businessmen decide to cutting the costs, cutting the costs involve a reduction in the average cost rather than the total cost. Because you know you've rented the place, so you the first step when things slows down, you let the employers leave, you buy less flowers, you buy less oil, so you're cutting in your uh, uh, cutting costs involved in the reduction of average cost rather than the total cost. Now the firm is assumed to be producing at the lowest possible cost for each output level. We assume that, we assume that's a very, as the lowest possible cost. Now the average cost will decrease if the price of fixed and variable input decrease. So the less we put in, the less average cost becomes. The less flowers we buy, the less average cost it becomes. The technology improvement caused the marginal product of a productive process to increase. And we brought this example in early chapters, a shift out and a shift in because of the technology, because with the technology, the cost of production goes down. And the cost of production goes down, so the because of the the average cost is going down. And the third possibility is a firm is operating at the excess capacities and then increase output, or is operating above economic capacity and decrease the output. You have a machine that's supposed to work 10, 10 hours a day and you're operating it for 15, the break more. So you need to fix and it's gonna cost you more. So you need to t- decrease the output and because you are operating at above the access uh, 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 capacities. And if you have a machine that doesn't work it took two hours, it's supposed to run 10 hours. You increase the capacity, you produce more, then you are increasing the output. So a shift in the in the marginal and average total cost. If the if the input prices decrease, the cost will shift down. Basically. We said, if there is technology improvement or the cost of input, the prices goes down, what will happen? You will be having the average total cost will be shifting out because your cost is lower. Now at, at the same, you can produce more new on it. So your marginal cost also is going down because you know, all your cost that you're putting it in is going down together. So lower the input prices, shift the cost curve down more. So it goes from average total cost one to two, which is that your total total cost goes down for producing. So it shift more and you're willing to produce more. So some of the key concepts that you need to remember is the distinct, distinction between the implicit and explicit cost, the difference between the normal and economic profit, uh, and normal uh, and difference between the uh, accounting and the economics uh, uh, account, uh, uh, calculation. The product, average product marginal products, the difference between them, think distinguish between what's a total cost, average cost, uh, variable cost, total variable cost, average variable cost. These are mix a you know a distinguish between them. We spoke about the division of labor and law of diminishing return with the marginal cost keep, keep going up then. Then when it's people are really getting for example tired and they're producing less unit for that hour, for certain hours. Then we spoke about the total cost, variable cost, and fixed cost, the, the various relationship, and that's it.